famous. Perfect. I remember we were being there for about six months before I left for Taiwan. Uh, every single time I attended a ceremony, it was perfect. The woodfish is perfect. The uh, chanting is perfect. The pitch is perfect. Everything is perfect. So they came from the tradition in Vietnam, in central Vietnam, where uh, ceremonies is a very powerful way of speaking a dharma. So they did everything perfectly. And uh, why do I bring it up? We have quite a ways to go. Uh, we uh, have, I hope that someday it will be much better than this. Uh, the beat is off, uh, and a lot of things are not quite right. So there's a lot of things to improve, and that's who we are. We need to keep on trying to improve and get better and better. All right? So don't be content yet. And you to experience to hit the woodfish the wrong beat. He is lightly off. It's annoying. And when you do ceremonies, you do it wrong. You create afflictions in the assembly. It's an offense, serious offense. It's not something to joke about. It's not funny at all. Anyway, I hope that uh, you will improve, all of you improve, because I expect our ceremonies to be much better than this. You have the Kung Fu now. We train you by helping you build the Kung Fu. Now it's up to you to spend the time to perfect the ceremonies. That way, uh, you are helping a lot of people understand uh, the uh, meaning of cultivation through ceremonies. So please take it seriously. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not easily happy, so as you may have noticed. Uh, but anyway, um, we are celebrating Wan Yin Bodhisattva's birthday, I mean, sorry, Enlightenment Day today. And I wonder, I was standing there this morning getting afflicted over the ceremonies. I was wondering, why do we keep on celebrating his Enlightenment Day? And then I wonder, is it, which Enlightenment is that? The first one, second one, third one, or what? Did you ever wonder? I'm the only one who false things during ceremonies, clearly. Okay, all of you are concentrating, yes? So think about it. Which enlightenment is this? The first one? What do you think? Why are we celebrating his enlightenment, her enlightenment? And then the obvious question is, which one are we celebrating? Clearly, you haven't thought about it. Or do you care? Which one are we celebrating? As long as we're celebrating, and that's it? Just celebrate? Why ask so many questions? Hmm? What do bodhisattvas do? How many enlightenments do they have? Thank you. Hmm? Could we say it's the first one? It's the most special, isn't it?
Enlightenment is a rare, very precious and momentous moment in a person's life. Uh, it, it's sort of like uh, you've arrived, you made it. Uh, and uh, so it is, uh, it is uh, um, a crowning achievement for anyone's life. Uh, and therefore, quite often in Buddhism, we celebrate enlightenment days of various bodhisattvas who keep on coming to our world to cultivate and go through this cultivation process to become enlightened. So, uh, so it's an ongoing process. Enlightenment is, is, um, is um, repetitive for the bodhisattvas. Why? It's because they're trying to tell us something. It's very, very important. Uh, if you look up to them, uh, then remember, uh, they came here, they're born to celebrate the birthday and so forth, leaving the home life day and so forth. We also celebrate the Enlightenment Day because it's a very important moment in their lives. Okay? And it should be ours as well. Okay? Don't overlook the fact that just because we're not bodhisattvas doesn't mean we sh- we should not uh, uh, take enlightenment uh, too, uh, too lightly because it's a very important thing. The bodhisattvas come to our world in order to show us how to cultivate and finally show us what is the, the supposed uh, the result of our cultivation. Not just cultivate alone. It's not enough. To cultivate has a purpose. Purpose is to become enlightened. What is enlightenment? Enlightenment is unfolding your inherent wisdom, the wisdom you already have. People keep, keep on talking about it. The Buddhists keep on talking about that. You have that wisdom already. You just don't know how to use it, how to wield it. Okay? And therefore, uh, Bodhisattvas and Buddhas have to come to our world, the sages have to come to our world, to go through the process of cultivation, to show us that if they can do it, so can we. They're just the same as us. They're born, they uh, have a lot of issues, okay? And they cultivate uh, uh, with, through a lot of hardships and how they become enlightened. That's what I notice. Many of our disciples here in the temple are enlightened because they went through a lot of hardships. It's never easy. Ask any of them who's been enlightened. It's very arduous, very difficult. It's not supposed to be easy. Okay? And so these, this uh, enlightenment is a big, big event for us Buddhists, uh, as well as non-Buddhists, because hmm, you have uh, made a huge achievement in your life. Okay? Uh, it's one of the biggest achievements in life you can be, that you can ever uh, achieve yourself. And therefore, uh, therefore it's worth celebrating. Uh, and in particular, uh, in particular uh, this process here, uh, even uh, the bodhisattvas who have been enlightened already, and they come to our world 
to practice again and go through this, this uh, cultivation process and go towards enlightenment, it's not any easier in subsequent times. Okay, and that's why we're celebrating. It's a big, big deal. Every single time is very difficult. It's a huge achievement. Okay, so that's why we're doing this. That's why we're celebrating this, this enlightenment, this attainment, if you will. Any questions or comments? No questions? Okay, now we can take a break. Going one. Yes, number two. Master, you, uh, you haven't answered your question of which enlightenment. Which enlightenment? <laughs> Do I have to answer my own question? What do you think? Which enlightenment are we talking about? First one? Fourth one? Probably the first one, Bodhisattva one, I think. She thinks the first one. Why the first one is any so special? Sorry, Master, could you give us uh, multiple choices? Like, the, what's the three? You mentioned the three. What are the three? Uh, I saw the first one is the first stage. Uh -huh. no. no, the first okay. one is, uh, is uh, the first time that you become enlightened. Uh, and then the second one, the third one? Second one is the second time you become enlightened. <laughs> My English is not that clear, <laughs> I guess. So which one are we celebrating? First time, second time, third time? Hmm? Yes? Uh, sorry, Master, I misunderstood. I thought you meant different types, levels of enlightenment. Oh, okay. So you, so you actually meant like the, actually the first lifetime or the first time? So which, which time you, uh, you think it is? All of them. Every time is a big deal. Every time is very difficult. Every time they have to go through a lot of hardships to reach enlightenment. Every time Bodhisattva came, uh, comes to our world, she has to cultivate, she has to work hard, and she has to make a lot of sacrifices, big sacrifices, in order to become enlightened. So, so it's very difficult each time. Okay, and that's the whole point. This is what, what's special about Bodhisattvas is that uh, what is called, uh, what they're doing is called Tung Shi, the same work. So they come to our world and uh, live like us, okay, look like us, and they cultivate. And so they, they try and encourage us to cultivate like them so that we too can become enlightened. So every time we celebrate this uh, one Yin Enlightenment Day here, we are planting the seeds ourselves, the blessings ourselves, to become enlightened ourselves in the future, okay? Uh, 
don't take it lightly. Uh, this, uh, the, the, um, uh, you're coming here today to cultivate this and celebrate this Dharma assembly, participate in this Dharma assembly, plant the seeds for this kind of achievement for you yourself. Okay? Uh, it's not something that we do just because uh, we do it, it because everything uh, carries a meaning. We're doing this for a reason. All right? Um, and, and so every time that someone is enlightened, uh, it's a big, big deal. Uh, and therefore, we should celebrate it, not just uh, one yin, but also everyone. And I, I, I thought of it because as I was standing there and I said, wow, one yin uh, was very hard for her to become enlightened. Uh, she had to go through a lot. You heard different uh, manifestations of one yin, uh, one of which was Miao Shan. Miao Shan, uh, the Princess Miao Shan, uh, in, in China, and she, she uh, really. Uh, I look at uh, my disciples' sufferings in order to become enlightened. It's nowhere near the level of suffering that Miao Shan uh, suffered. Miao is wonderful. Shan is goodness. Wonderful goodness, Princess, mm. and what she went through is incredible. Was incredible. And she's how she became enlightened. Uh, and after she became enlightened, what for? She became enlightened then in order to help her father, help living beings. Okay? And so it's not like after the, you celebrate the enlightenment, uh, you, you retire and you go and you, to the Bahamas or something. Like some losers would like to aspire for that. Uh, she, she, she worked harder and she helped a lot more people, okay? And so that's why they're doing this. Um, after enlightenment, actually the work is uh, quite hard, quite uh, arduous as well, mm. all right? Mm. Enlightenment means that you have the clarity of mind, uh, not to get confused. You have, you attain, you develop the skills to unconfuse yourself. Whereas the lay people, when they are confused, they don't know how to unconfuse themselves. That's the difference between enlightened people and unenlightened people. I recently talked to another person, another man who says, I've been certified to be enlightened. I said, huh? Who would certify you to be enlightened? Because when I see you confused, you cannot get out of it. You're in a constant state of confusion. You have no way of clearing your head. If you're confused and you don't have the skills to clear your head, you commit offenses, you harm others and yourselves. Okay? So enlightened people uh, are different from us in that sense, in that it's very worthwhile to reach and strive for enlightenment is because, mm. because you really belong to a special group of people who actually can uh, diffuse uh, their confusion, can remove their confusion. And, and some of my enlightened disciples cannot do that because they're stupid. I taught them they don't believe in me. And that's what the problem is. They have doubts. They say, I don't know, Master says so because he's Master, and it's not me. 
they're just so stupid. In this, in this particular uh, recitation today, uh, Wanyin Bodhisattva in, in this, uh, this universal door uh, chapter here, uh, is a, a line that says, uh, 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 do not give rise to any doubt that one in Bodhisattva can do those things. If you give rise to any single thought of doubt, you will not be able to connect with one in Bodhisattva and benefit from her uh, powers. Okay? Do not have any single thought of doubt. That's how you're able to benefit from her enlightenment. And similarly, my disciples who are easily confused, they're stupid, I recognize that, uh, but they got this far, and yet, it's, it's, uh, and they don't realize, they still don't realize that they can unconfuse themselves. They can no longer be confused. And the reason they're still confused is because they don't believe me. They don't believe what just said. They only believe in their own afflictions and how stupid they are. Questions or comments? No questions? Yes, sir. Do we have more microphones or just one microphone here? Well, I just want to thank you. Um, I was wondering how do you unconfuse yourself because how do you unconfuse yourself? Hmm. After you become enlightened, you can unconfuse yourself instantaneously. Your skill you can you can develop to unconfuse yourself. You are confused because you cannot distinguish the false from the true. Enlightened people can recognize the true. You cannot. That's the difference. So once, after you become enlightened, you will hone your skills so that you will be able to consistently recognize the true and discard the false. That's how you unconfuse yourself instantaneously. People are confused because they cannot, they don't know better. Okay? So this is for real. It's not, enlightenment is not, it's not a word. It's a skill. It is an achievement. It is a crowning achievement. It is, it is, uh, you belong to a different group of beings who are destined to do big things to help 
unconfused people. That's our purpose. All right? So, uh, so that's why uh, until you become enlightened, and enlightenment has many levels, uh, the low-level enlightenment takes, takes them longer to unconfuse themselves, okay? Because they still, the skill is still raw, high-level, so enlightenment, they can unconfuse themselves, just like that. Okay, uh, it's, just, it's the same process, it's just that uh, the skill uh, is not as advanced at low levels. Uh, it's fascinating world. Any other questions? All right. Yeah, if you have no more questions, uh, does Master Oban would like to say something? Yeah. How are you feeling? Thầy, <coughs> Phật, thưa Thầy, con cảm thấy uh, sức khỏe, cải tiến tốt hơn. Con cảm ơn Thầy đã giúp cho con uh, có cái uh, sức khỏe để mà con uh, tu học. Uh, your heart-wise, uh, how are you percentage-wise? Your kidney, how are you percentage-wise? Cái tim con khoảng hẩm lại không có đau nữa. No more pain in the heart, okay? Còn cái thận thì đi tiểu thì nó thông hơn, nó không có đau nhất, không có thường xuyên nhiều như hôm trước. So the kidney issue before when he and when he uh, uh, pees, it's uh, rather painful. Now it's uh, no longer painful, okay? Uh, yeah. All right. Anything else? Dạ cũng bớt cái vấn đề mà áp suất áp áp huyết nó xuống thấp làm mệt đó, nó cũng bớt còn. and the fact that he gets tired uh, uh, because of the low blood pressure is also no longer an issue is that still occasionally happens or no dạ, cũng có xảy ra nhưng mà ít hơn hôm lúc trước so khi thầy giúp less frequent than before because yeah. he's reducing his heart medication uh, he's only keeping two uh, medication, um, but he halves them, and then he stopped taking four different kind of heart medications as well. Kidney medication is all uh, thrown out. He doesn't take them anymore. Your kidney should be getting a little bit better uh, soon, uh, and, uh, and so uh, keep it up. You, Oh, I, I think he's planning on going to Vietnam to uh, see some sort of acupuncturist who's known to fix problems like this. And I said, by all means, go and see them, but uh, I don't think he's going to be able to help much. Okay. Mm. It's uh, rather his, uh, the old abbot's problem is more than just physical. Uh, it's also karmic as well. Okay, so the acupuncture cannot handle the karmic issues. Okay, uh, they can help a little bit superficially, 
But if he wants to go to Vietnam to go see his family and have some fun, that's nothing wrong with that, okay? Um, but don't pin your hopes on the acupuncture. You have to take care of yourself. The acupuncturist cannot help you, not at your level. It's time for you to grow up and, and reduce your dependencies on externals such as medications and acupuncture and so forth. You should be able to take care of yourself better in acupuncture. And furthermore, and maybe eventually down the road you're ambitious, you could also stop taking all the heart uh, medications as well if you're that ambitious. Okay. But I'm happy with you taking medication. It's all I need you is to be alive for another, another five or ten years. Okay? And then we let you go. All right? No, no time to retire yet. Uh, our children are still young. They need more time. Anyone has any questions at all? Have to take advantage of this. And the Master Old Abbot is leaving soon, right? Probably within a month or two, maybe, huh? Uh, to Korea, for Korea. And uh, he'll go over there and take a look and see if it's, uh, it's uh, uh, good enough for him to stay there. If not, he can uh, have, a ni- have a nice, uh, nice, uh, uh, nice trip. Uh, yes, uh, Daniel in the back. Thank you, Master. Um, I'm just wondering if the Princess uh, Miao Shan, is she the last known incarnation of uh, Guan Yin Bodhisattva? And the second part of my question is, is that why a lot of the art of Guan Yin is like, kind of looks like a princess? I'm sorry, could you repeat that, please? Um, thank you. I'm wondering um, if, the princess Miao Shan, wonderful goodness, if she's the last incarnation uh, known to us in our Saha world, uh, and is, is that why a lot of the art, do you know if that's why a lot of the art is um, shown as like a, a, looks like an Asian princess basically to me, it always seems like I just didn't know why. Mm, question's not clear. What is this, how world? I, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't quite catch your meaning. Um, Someone helps me, helps him out? <laughs> I'm wondering if that princess, um, wonderful goodness, if she's the last incarnation that we know about of Guan Yin Bodhisattva? Oh, the last incarnation of Guan Yin Bodhisattva uh, that we know of. Uh, um, I don't know. I think the Wanyi Bodhisattva, from what I know, she's uh, Miao Shan is not the only incarnation of Wanyi Bodhisattva. There's many more. Uh, Wanyi Bodhisattva could be uh, incarnated as a small girl. Okay, <laughs> we never know. Uh, She's very busy. What happens to these great bodhisattvas and the Buddhas is that they're constantly, um, constantly using, uh, uh, going around the entire Dharma realm to help living beings. Okay, uh, and and 
So they could come as a meal shot. They could come instantaneously, very much like in this uh, in this uh, universal door chapter we recited today. And she needs to teach you something. It could appear just like that in your dreams or in a person. When, for example, when Six Bay Chart decided to teach me, because I had a question I couldn't solve. Uh, I couldn't ask anyone. So he showed up as a short Asian man, skinny, old with gray hair, and uh, kind of ugly, actually. And, and he taught me, and within, you know, within, within less than two minutes, he's done, and he's gone. Can't see him anymore. Okay. So that's what we recited today. If they want to teach someone, it can manifest as a person, as a, as a dog, as a cat, as a, an official, as a king, as an emperor, to teach them, and then they're gone. They can, they can do it like that as well. So, uh, so but when, when, we, when we talk about enlightenment here, is actually they uh, send a transformation body and take on uh, flesh and bones and blood, and they live like us. Uh, so, Oh, so there are many different ways of, of transformations that, that they go through to uh, do their work. Okay, so it's not necessarily just Miao Shan. Miao Shan is the only person that uh, we are allowed to know and make a record of. I assure you that it's more than just Miao Shan that Duan Yin is using to teach us. Miao Shan to me is fascinating because of her story of how, how much suffering she endured. Incredible amount of sufferings from the person she looked up most and she loved. They're the, one who, who, they're the ones who inflicted the most sufferings to her. Okay. And so, uh, so that's why, that's why uh, that story is close to a lot of Buddhist hearts because it's a lot of suffering a lot more that's humanely possible that we can do that we can endure uh, but there's more it's more than than, than just uh, miao shan i'm sure one yin has many more transformation bodies okay even now okay you rest assured that if it's time for you to be saved it's time for you to be taught she will show up this particular Miao Shan transformation is a way for us, for her to teach us about the importance of enlightenment. And that in order to become enlightened, it takes a lot of hardship. You need to endure a lot of hardship. It's not supposed to be pleasant. That's the truth in Buddhism. You have to earn it. You have to really endure. So you want to become enlightened, never mind about her. Uh, you want to become enlightened, maybe not at the level of her enlightenment, where Miao Shan, because of the degrees of difficulties, her level of enlightenment is very, very high. Okay? Yeah. If your level of difficulties, the hardship is lower, your level of enlightenment is lower. That's the message. Okay, uh, so, um, so that's why, uh, but 
regardless. Uh, once you become enlightened, you, be, you belong to an exclusive uh, uh, elite club that you have access to, to uh, rest areas at airports. And you can skip lines and so forth. You know, there's some serious advantages that are very significant to me. Okay, and therefore, therefore, it's really worthwhile for 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 you to try to to reach enlightenment. It's um, very rewarding. And when you look back and you say, "All oh, the hardship I went through, yeah, it wasn't easy, but it was well worth it." All the people who was, who was enlightened all said that, maybe except for some losers. Okay, uh, and that's the prevailing wisdom that is well worth it. Yeah. Any other questions? Yes, six. Um, so, for example, if a Buddha uh, reincarnates again in this Saha world, uh, do they have to get enlightened as well as the bodhisattvas? Who? Buddhas? Yeah. They don't. Depends. There are two ways they do. What they do, one way is called transformation body. Um, uh, uh, the typical one is that you, uh, you, you uh, go through the same process of birth and death as we do okay and because it's more difficult it's more real to us and that's more inspiring to us okay uh, and it helps us develop faith a lot a lot a lot a lot stronger faith when we see it when we look at the process whereas in some cases where uh, they can use transformation bodies where they come uh, and they do it, okay? It's more, more or less, if you will, like an, a hologram. When they send that, uh, that hologram to you to speak Dharma to you, to teach you, to help you, and, you know, touch your head and heal your, uh, your, your illness and so forth, okay? And then and once that's done, poof, they disappear. That's another way for them to help, okay? And they can do that. They can do that. When they, they can choose to do that because they don't want to stick around because we become sticky. You know, as soon as we, uh, by the way, uh, one Yin Bodhisattva, thank you for six, fixing my heart. Now I do have some kidney issues. You know, <laughs> and then you fix the kidney issues. Uh, are you in a hurry? Could I ask us one more favor? My mom, you know, <laughs> and they become so sticky. Okay. They never. They won't leave you alone. Yes, six. Hello, Master. I want to take this opportunity to thank you and the Venables for your help um, with my father's illness. So on the fourth day of Fortchi, in the, in that morning, that was June thirteenth, my father was uh, he didn't feel well. He coughed up blood, and so then he had to be admitted to the emergency room. And then um, a few days later, he actually um, we. We, we got a call from the, um, from, from the hospital telling us that that morning his heart stopped beating for about two minutes, so they had to admit him to the ICU. And then, um, so that day we got worried. Um, my mom and I went to Gold Forest Temple uh, to look for Master for help. And uh, we were able to talk to Venables Sensing, 
and she suggested for us to, um, uh, she actually talked to Master, and the and Master's advice was for us to pray to Guan Yin Bodhisattva for help. And we did that, we told, um, I, and then my father uh, was in the ICU, he remained unconscious for about a day. And then the next day we went back to the hospital and he was still unconscious, but he was able to speak a little bit. Um, we weren't able to um, understand what he was saying. So the way that he communicated with us was <clears throat> by asking for a pen and a piece of paper. And on the paper he wrote, he may not be able to make it through today. Um, and we were so scared. And then um, we told him, we asked him to just keep reciting Buddha's name and recite Guan Yin Bodhisattva's name. And then as we were telling that, he said he's been, like he tried to uh, let us know that he's been doing that. And then um, all of a sudden, as we were talking to him, his eyes just focused like on the ceiling of the room that he was in. And then we asked, so I, I thought it was strange. So I asked him, um, Dad, what are you looking at? And he, he put his palms together and he said, um, Amitwafo. And, and then I asked him, Did you, are you, uh, do you see uh, Buddha? He said, yes, he said. Um, so we weren't able to understand what he was saying, but later, um, later when he recovered, he actually retold us the story. He said that day he saw Amitabha Buddha uh, with an assembly of a lot of monks all dressed in yellow. And um, Amitabha Buddha came and rubbed his belly and then, um, and then followed by two ladies. He said one of the ladies that he saw, he recognized as Guan Yin Bodhisattva. And he said, they look exactly like um, the images of the Bodhisattvas in the paintings. And then... Um, and the other is great strength. Yeah, we don't know who the... We, we assume the other lady was probably great strength. Mm -hmm. And he said, both ladies came and rubbed his belly. Mm -hmm. And then they said something to him, but he couldn't understand what they were saying. Mm -hmm. And then they both turned around and disappeared. And the whole assembly, a lot of people, they all disappeared as well. Yeah, they speak uh, uh, pure line language. Yeah. And then, right, and then it didn't take long after that, my dad slowly recovered. Before that, he couldn't speak, he had a hard time breathing. We thought that that was the last day um, for him. But immediately after that, he gradually uh, improved to the point that a week later, he was discharged from the hospital, and now he's home, he's breathing again, he's walking again like normal. Shucks, that's yeah. a shame. <laughs> He could have gone to the Pure Land. He should have said, can I, can I go with you? <laughs> I know I love my, my wife and my, my, my son, but can I go right now with you? You're going back to the Pure Land, right? Tell him that, if the next time it happens. I will. Thank you, Master. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, so it's one yin, huh? Wow. Interesting. So... It means that he had some some uh, accrued uh, accrued uh, uh, credits. Yeah. You your family has some accrued credits with uh, with uh, uh, the pure land uh, dharma, especially with one yin. You know, Master Shenhua is um, uh, one of Master Shenhua's uh, um, big gifts to us. Is uh, is the uh, he brought uh, to our country. To the United States, the one in Dharma doors. That's the main Dharma doors they brought to us uh, for us to use in order to do our work. Uh, and, um, and so uh, 
So we, that's in one example of uh, the one yin dharma door, one of the one yin dharma doors there, uh, when you're in trouble and you simply can ask, sincerely ask one yin for help. Okay. Mm. And uh, our first reaction when we were told of the, of the problem is that, you know, if uh, the doctor, if uh, the doctor says, if his heart stopped, that's a very bad omen. So be prepared for the next journey, you know, be prepared for, to send him to the pure land, okay? Uh, and uh, and uh, pray the one yin for a miracle. Uh, but um, apparently uh, they took it too seriously. I would have gone to the pure land myself. <laughs> Why do I come back here again? <laughs> okay, but uh, it's a wonderful. Oh. We have plenty of responses like that. Hmm. Okay, uh, well, thank you for sharing with us uh, that wonderful story. Okay, is he, how is he doing now? Um, he's back to normal, I would say. Back to normal? Yeah. He's walking Oof. like normal. After he's the heart stopped, uh, yeah. having stopped for two minutes or so? Yes. He's back to normal? Mm -hmm. Good Lord, that's miraculous. It is, it's a miracle. Hmm. Too bad you're not rich. You should build, should build as a temple. <laughs> it only happens to poor people, you know? <laughs> One in is favoring poor people. <laughs> Rich people, she's not going to help. Shucks. <laughs> okay, thank you, everyone. We stop here, take a short break, and do the lunch offering.